If you are a good student in school or just follow along the news, you may know that California is the most populous state in the U.S. With 39 million people, we actually have more people than Canada. No offense to our listeners in Ontario. So when things happen in California, they have a huge ripple effect on our economy. But even for our listeners in Colorado, Michigan, and around the globe, labor trends are moving fast. So with some recent news from California, and more and more states also adopting laws aimed at pay equity, I thought I'd share an update. Hi, this is Diana O'Leary with Job Talk Weekly. Earlier this year, I talked about the difference between pay transparency laws and salary history bans and why we need them. In September, California passed a new law that will require employers with 15 or more employees to list the pay scale on their job openings starting January 1 of 2023. Now, a lot of candidates are excited because that will save us time and time is money. But are you ready for the conversations people might start having? You need to be prepared that some people are going to start talking openly about their salaries with their peers, with their coworkers. One of your colleagues might turn to you and start talking about how much you make. This could get uncomfortable for some. That's why it's important to know why we have these laws and how in the end they are truly intended to help you. Okay, let's jump in. So these are two different types of laws, but they go hand in hand toward a more equitable pay system, and both will work in the employee's favor. And even if some companies publicly say that they are not fans of these laws, trust me, I know plenty of HR executives who are relieved that we are now being more upfront about pay. So why do we need these laws? Well, salary history was often used in determining the new salary offer, and for many states is still the norm. I mean, you might think that was easy and fair enough, right? That you made $50,000, and so if the company knew that, that they would offer you 55 or 60, and that sounded fair. But let's look at it another way. Take, for instance, a mom who stayed home for a few years and now needs to find a full-time job. She might take the first thing she can, even if the salary isn't ideal. Let's say $50,000. After a few years, she builds her experience and starts to interview for new jobs. Now, without salary history bans, a company would just ask her what she made, and she'd have to answer, and they would tack on maybe a 10, maybe a 15% increase to that and offer her fifty-five dollars or $60,000. And that seems fair enough. That's a pay bump, right? What's wrong with that? But now compare her situation to someone else applying for the same job who has comparable skills, but based on their circumstances, had already negotiated a higher salary at their last job and was already making 60000 for the same work. If the new employer knows that the second person already makes more money, then that company might go closer to 70000 for that new offer. And with raises down the road and matching benefits, this $10,000 compensation gap continues to grow year after year. Don't get me wrong. If a candidate has more or different experience, the company can certainly pay more for that, and you as the employee should certainly ask for that. But too often, employers were making offers based in large part on what you already made. 
And most companies use the old approach as an opportunity to save money and hire a cheaper employee when that person comes along. In the United States, women's pay overall still lags behind men. Last year, the Bureau of Labor Statistics said that women still only earned about 82 cents for every dollar a man made. And that number goes down for African-American women and Latinas. So this new way forces the employer to do their research on what the going rate is for that job and that particular skill set that they're searching for and make an offer that is based on what they believe that job should pay, regardless of what you made before. Now, your old salary may still be part of this new equation, but it's not the only part. So you can see how not relying solely on salary history then focuses the new job offer on the content of the work itself, and this will bring more equity to the workplace. Now, this is not the law of the entire land. As of now, about 21 states have laws that say a company can't ask you how much you make during the interview process. I have a link in the show notes, so please do a quick search to see if your city or state is one of these places that bans companies from asking about your salary history. And keep checking, because new laws are being added all the time. The second trend we're seeing is around pay transparency. That's legislation that forces employers to make the pay ranges for job openings public. That's the new law in New York City, not state now, going into effect in May. This really is no surprise based on what we are seeing from Gen Z and young millennials in the workforce. The secrecy around pay was often more prevalent in older generations. Most boomers and the Gen X children of boomers didn't talk about money, and they certainly didn't talk about their salary. People simply did not share what they made with their peers. But today's millennials and Gen Z are not afraid to talk about how much they make with their friends. And with the rise of salary information so easily available online, the company is better off sharing their official range for the job than letting people believe only what they see on third-party sites, which is either inaccurate or out of date. And that can mean that they would possibly lose out on top candidates. So the pay transparency laws are really going to save everyone time and money. Some employers are against it. Again, they would look for a chance to save five or $10,000 on payroll. But also, by not sharing pay ranges, they don't have to deal with possible internal equity conflicts when the new hires possibly make more money than the people who have been there for a long time. But I've seen plenty of HR managers welcome these new laws. Without pay transparency, a candidate applies for a job often not knowing what it pays. The HR manager spends time screening these candidates, maybe interviewing a few, before talking salary. And this process in the beginning can take weeks, even months. And if the company's current pay is largely below the candidate's needs, it's not just a disappointment and waste of time for the candidate. Everyone at the company has wasted time, and they've possibly missed the opportunity with other candidates who couldn't wait. So by posting the minimum and max for what a job will pay, candidates now know if the opening is at least in the ballpark, and the company will see a pool of people who have self-selected based on that advertised pay. And that informed pool is more efficient for the HR manager to work with. Of course, this also helps you, the job seeker. 
This will save you time from applying for jobs that you would never accept and spend more time focused on the jobs that are in your desired pay range. Again, there is a huge caveat to all these new rules. These laws vary by city and state, and new legislation is being introduced all the time. For instance, some states require employers to make the pay range known only if the candidate asks for it, sometimes only after the first interview. For some states, it's the state government offices that have to make pay ranges available. But that's helpful, too, because government agencies can also be a major employer in many cities. But it's easy enough to find. Just search pay transparency or salary history bans for your city and state so you can learn the latest laws that apply to where you live and work. This combination of legislation and new perspectives that the young people are bringing to work is really turning the tide. The hope is that in the end, we'll have a more equitable job market and a less daunting search process because companies and candidates alike have the same practical information that makes the process more efficient. It's a great market for employees right now, and talented people are hard to find. You have more leverage than you think. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe and leave us a review. We'll see you next time.